0: Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of the Lavender Woman Podcast. I just want to take a moment to thank everyone who listens from week to week to the episodes, to those who are sharing this podcast with your family, friends, and coworkers. Thank you. I could not have imagined this journey being as beautiful as it is. Let's jump right in. So I feel like we need to catch up. Um, There was not an episode last week, and I'm going to briefly explain why. And then I'll be explaining why I won't be explaining in the future when episodes are missing. So last week was my birthday. I turned 35, and the first part of my 30s were rough, y'all. Like, I was really going through a hard time. I was dealing with depression, depression um amongst other things and i was like spiraling out of control mental health wise and to be 35 and to have come out on the other side of that storm is it's remarkable i am completely in love with my 30s i am embracing the journey despite how rough the terrain was and i'm just looking forward to great things i feel like the best is yet to come in my life and that i'm just getting started like i'm barely just like piercing the surface on what god has in store for me so we were in new orleans last week and depending on where you're from you say it different you can call it new orleans you can call it new orleans you can call it Nawlins. like it doesn't matter we were there we were all up and through them streets of knowledge okay um we stayed in the french quarter it was a great time um the kids went with us my mom and her husband went however those who know me know that i am such a chill laid-back person give me a good book and some good food and that to me is the um requirements of a good vacation it was great i love the culture there i love the Creole cooking, the food was unmatched. Some of the best food I've ever eaten in my entire life. Um, but it was crowded and um, a bit overwhelming in certain parts of the city. But overall, it was great. We took the kids you know, to an aquarium, to a butterfly garden, to an insectarium where we saw insects we had never heard of before. We ate beignets until our stomachs ached and... We had um, sugar, like powdered sugar, everywhere. Um, they are so delicious, guys. They like melt in your mouth. But that's a whole that's a topic for another day. Um, and so it was a great time. So I celebrated my birthday in the beautiful and great state of Louisiana. The culture there is so thick. The roots there are so thick. But you can also still see the aftermath of Hurricane Katrina. It is still very much present throughout the state there. So when I got back from my birthday trip, I got sick, y'all. Like, I was really sick. And could I have still recorded an episode? Maybe with the 3% of strength that I had. But what we have to remember is that we're human and that our self-care is important. And when I look at some of the podcast greats that I follow, Malik Till and Lavia Jai and those who have laid the foundation for Black women podcasters, they don't explain when an episode is missing. They come back and they jump into it. And I feel like that's just a natural part of who we are. We always feel like we have to explain ourselves and, and render an explanation as to why something happened or something didn't happen. Sometimes it didn't happen and that's it. There is no explanation, there's no story behind it that needs to be told. it just didn't happen, so if ever a podcast episode is missing, y'all just know I have either something that's going on or something has happened that has um taking the pro- taking the priority of the podcast for that week um but I am dedicated to this podcast. I'm dedicated to the platform, and that's that so While I was sick, I was home dream chasing. I was in my bed with my laptop working on my dreams, working on my goals. And I have so many different avenues that I want to take the Lavender Woman platform. And I'll be sharing more about that in the future. But I want to speak on a comment that was left on the Juneteenth episode from June 19th of this year and the comment pretty much i'm not going to read it verbatim but to sum it up it stated that um my host and i kept referring to um our black ancestors and the africans and african americans that were enslaved as slaves instead of people who were enslaved and at first i was just thinking but there were so many historical gems in that episode. How could you just take that one piece and um, leave a criticism? So I read it over and over and over again. The um, comment that was left. And it made sense. Our words are so important. Our words are powerful. Our words have authority. And though it was Not intentional at all. I understand that listener's frustration with us saying the slaves, the slaves, the slaves instead of the enslaved because they were people who were enslaved. I get that. It is never my intention to undermine something that historic, something that affected our culture. Our families, our ancestors—that is never the intention. So sometimes reading a criticism can be challenging. You feel like you're putting your all into, you know, your project to make it the best possible, but you also realize that you're human, and sometimes you miss—you know—you may have misspoken, and at the time you didn't realize how severe the difference between slaves and People who were enslaved really was But after I read that several times And I went back and actually listened to the episode And I can't say that You know We should have referred to them as people who were enslaved Instead of the slaves I get that So I just want you guys to know that I'm Making a conscious effort daily To be the best version of myself here To bring you the best information I possibly can And this is a task and a title that I do not take lightly. So when I was thinking about a topic for this week, it was rather challenging. I'm not going to sit here and lie to you guys. And being that this week's episode is a day late, it is falling on, and I'm inserting air quotes here, guys, it is falling on America's independence Day. But y'all know we are not going to talk about that. Like, I can't. I can't even. Okay? With our Juneteenth episode a couple of weeks ago, I think it would be remiss of me not to share a powerful piece written by Frederick Douglass on July 5th, 1852, entitled, What to a Slave is Fourth of July? I will be reading An abbreviated, abridged version. This, for the purpose of this celebration, is the 4th of July. It is the birthday of your national independence and of your political freedom. This, to you, is what the Passover was to the emancipated people of God. It carries your minds back to the day and to the act of your great deliverance. And to the signs and to the wonders associated with that act and that day. On the 2nd of July, 1776, the old Continental Congress, to the dismay of the lovers of ease and the worshipers of property, clothed that dreadful idea with all of the authority of the national sanction. They did so in the form of a resolution. And as we seldom hit upon resolutions drawn up in our day whose transparency is at all equal to this, it may refresh your minds and help my story if I read it. Resolved that these united colonies are and of right ought to be free and independent states, that they are absolved from all allegiance to the British Crown, and that all political connection between them and the state of Great Britain is and ought to be dissolved. Citizens, your fathers made good on that resolution. They succeeded, and today you reap the fruits of their success. The freedom gained is yours, and you, therefore, may properly celebrate this anniversary. The Fourth of July is the first great fact in your nation's history, the very ringbolt in the chain of your yet undeveloped destiny. But such is not the state of the case. Wait, I lost it guys. Wait one second. I say it with sad sense of disparity between us. I am not included within the pale of this glorious anniversary. Your high independence only reveals the immeasurable distance between us. The blessings in which you this day rejoice are not enjoyed in common. The rich inheritance of justice, liberty, prosperity, and independence bequeathed by your fathers is shared by you, not by me. The sunlight that brought life and healing to you has brought stripes and death to me. This 4th of July is yours, not mine's. You may rejoice. I must mourn. Fellow citizens, above your national tumultuous joy, I hear the mournful wails of millions, whose chains heavy and grievous yesterday are today rendered more intolerable by jubilee shouts that reach them. If I do forget, If I do not faithfully remember those bleeding children of sorrow this day, may my right hand forget their cunning and may my tongue cleave to the roof of my mouth. To forget them, to pass lightly over their wrongs and to chime in with popular theme will be treason, most scandalous and shocking, and will make me a reproach before God and the world. My subject, then fellow citizens, is American slavery. I shall see this day and its popular characteristics from the slave's point of view. Standing there, identified with American bondmen who make his wrongs, who's making his wrongs mine, I do not hesitate to declare with all of my soul that the character and conduct of this nation never looked blacker to me than on this 4th of July. What to the American slave? Is your 4th of July? I answer. A day that reveals to him more than all other days in the year the gross injustice to which he is constant victim. To him your celebration is a sham, your boasted liberty and unholy license, your national greatness, swelling vanity, your sounds of rejoicing are empty and heartless. Your denunciations of tyrants, Brass-fronted impudence, your shouts of liberty and equality, hollow mockery. Your prayers and your hymns, your sermons and your thanksgivings, with all of your religious parade, are to him mere bombast, fraud, deception, and hypocrisy. A thin veil to cover up crimes which would disgrace a nation of savages. You guys, that was only the parts that I pulled from that great literary work from the late and great Frederick Douglass. You you must read the entire piece. You have to read it in, in its entirety. I read it last night. I read it again this morning. And I had tears rolling down my face. The 4th of July is not our our holiday to celebrate. And I hate the saying, you know, there's been this saying that's been floating around. I can't tell you when it originated. I've heard it my entire life. And as I mentioned moments ago, I'm 35 years old now. But that if you want to hide something from a black person, put it in a book. I hate that saying. We are smart. We are intelligent. We are knowledgeable. We are powerful. We are divine beings. We know our history. We desire to know our history. We are raising children on the facts of our history and not the alternative facts of this nation. We have to have the passion of our ancestors. To know our history, where it came from, how it originated, where it developed, the bondage, the chains, the enslavement. I cannot celebrate the 4th of July. It is America's independence. It was not the independence of our ancestors and those who were enslaved. The seed of intention for this week is activation. And you're probably thinking activation, what does that have to do with what you're talking about? It's it's really simple. It's um it's almost heartbreaking. But it's really simple. What I have found on my life's journey, and especially since I've been podcasting and talking about really deep rooted, important topics. It's that many of us want to be enlightened, but we are afraid to activate our enlightenment. We are afraid to activate our enlightenment. We want the experience. We want the knowledge. We want to say that we know this. We want to tell others about it, but we don't activate it in such a way that our lives reflect what we know and our lives reflect our enlightenment. We are scared to move differently. But we must move in power and in authority. There is nothing wrong with severing the traditions. Of this nation. There is nothing wrong. With starting something new. On holidays that are still in place. That don't represent us. Our affirmation. For this week. Like this episode is so deep y'all. Like I'm literally like getting choked up. Because. I'm so passionate about learning and growing and wanting to know more, do more, be more visible, be more hands-on. It means so much to me. And it's so important to me to raise my girls the same way. I want them to know their history. I want them to know their family's history. My ancestors were enslaved in this country. So I can't just sit here and... Oh, just act like this is nothing, you know, be really just really nonchalant about this topic. It's so deep and it's so near and dear to my heart. The affirmation for this week. I can't give up now. I've come too far from where I started from. Those of us, you know, who are familiar with the gospel sister duo group mary mary we know that song those are literally the lyrics i can't give up now i've come too far from where i started from but for us that are a little bit older and grew up in church and around the elders we know The original version of that song. Mary Mary is a rendition of that song. But we know the original version of that song. And the original version is I feel no ways tired. I've come too far from where I started from. If I can't stress anything else to my listeners in this episode. Is that we can't be tired. And when I say that I don't mean like physically. Like you're not... You know, supposed to get rest. Rest is important for our being, for our existence. When I say that we can't be tired, the old song says, I feel no ways tired. I've come too far from where I started from. We can't be tired when it comes to our history. We can't be tired when it comes to the work that still needs to be done. We can't be tired when it comes to us being salt and light in this world. We cannot be tired when it comes to our feet hitting the ground with truth and with facts and with history. We look at how far we've come, but there's still a journey ahead of us. There is a marathon that we must run so that we can take the victory lap in the end. A little bit of Nipsey hustle for you right there. It's a marathon, and we are all in it. And what a privilege to be able to walk that victory lap in the end. In honor of my family and our recently returning home from New Orleans, I want to end this episode with an excerpt of a piece written by New Orleans native, visionary poet, singer, and activist, Sonny Patterson. The poem is entitled, We Made It. I'm telling you, death ain't always this good. It'll leave you fiending for water and food. It'll riddle up in your body in an Autobahn ballroom. They'll El-Haj Malik El-Shabazz you, crown you king, then dethrone you in a Lorraine hotel. Disfigure your body to where folks can't tell if you're Emmett Till or not. Tell mama, keep the casket open. Let the world see. It ain't just hot in Mississippi. Hell is hot wherever you be. From the rooftop to the sale block, step on up to the auction block, bend over, touch your toes, son, show your teeth, lift her titties, examine his balls. Now it damn near sounds like a hip hop song, but that's slavery at its peak. A circus for all the freaks, they'll warn you caution when you speak. Can't afford the truth to leak, but will say blessed are the meek and the ones who make peace and are the ones persecuted for the sake of righteousness. For we say, theirs is the kingdom. Earth is their inheritance. So no matter how treacherous, they'll try to trap us up in them trenches. They'll dig deeper ditches. But all that matters is which side will we pick? Which path will we choose? Because win or lose, Death don't come in vain, not for us to remain enslaved or our spirits to remain in cages. It comes so that we may be courageous to fulfill our obligation to God and all creation and stand in, in determination, able to look death in the face and say, We made it. We made it. We made it.